Wow. Chained up monkeys. Chained monkeys. Chained okay. monkeys. Yeah. That are trained to go get the coconuts uh-huh. and to throw them down. Right. And that's what they have to do. And so they are enslaved monkeys. <laughs> oh, sorry, this is so bizarre. <laughs> it's a bizarre story. Yeah. What do you think about this? I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Willie, we're back for another edition of the Hopper Podcast. Hey Dave, how you doing? You got something for us, right? Sure. Um, I thought that it's, we, we got to talk about, we haven't, it's been a while, we haven't talked about this. I want to talk about the vigilante laws that are coming up these yeah. days. Um, if you remember, um, we predicted this, well, not just we, as so many people in society predicted, uh, back when, um, months ago, when the Texas state legislature uh, banned abortions after six weeks, and they said that the way to do it is not by, pro- they didn't give permission for the um, uh, state prosecutors to prosecute abortions after six weeks, but rather any citizen, any citizen could sue in civil court uh, anyone who is helping anyone Right. So if you if if there was a woman who had an Uber driver drive her to the abortion clinic, that they could, be, they could face a lawsuit. That person could face a lawsuit from every citizen in Texas on behalf of potentially supporting the demise of the of the correct unborn child. Correct. And so then the, that um, completely flies in the face of Roe v. Wade. And let's not talk about abortion right now. If you want to... Um, that hear, just flies in the face of our legal system and, and all the legal, legal systems. systems. Exactly. No, yeah. this, this is completely unprecedented right. in the history of the world, legal systems. And when the Supreme Court refused to address it and just allowed that to happen, the rest of the world, and including us in episode 26, when we talked about this, uh, you can go back and take a look, listen to that one, said... This is going to be hugely problematic. Now all kinds of states are going to start putting together these uh, what's called vigilante laws. Right. And so um, two states have really taken the lead on this other than Texas. The first is in California. Governor Gavin Newsom has a bill that he's pushing through that would allow anyone in the state or it's it, uh, there's the language isn't real clear yet, but it could be the whole country to sue in California the makers and sellers of assault weapons or ghost gun kits when there's a there's a gun violence uh, and, and someone is gunned down, killed, say, Maybe more than that, or less than that, rather. But if someone's killed by a gun, by an assault weapon, then anyone in the state can sue the seller of the gun, the maker of the gun, anyone associated in that gun. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is going to, yeah, this can of worms is going to go everywhere. It's going to be crazy. It, okay. So the, the other, yeah. the other state that has, that is uh, also taken the lead on this is in Florida, where we've got uh, bills being pushed by uh, Ron DeSantis. Um, the, He's, he's got two of them. One is going to allow parents to sue schools and teachers and administrators uh, that teach critical race theory and specifically help to make people, f- if, if stuff, if race issues are taught in such a way that anyone feels uncomfortable, then they, then that teacher, the administrator, the school system can be sued by anyone in the state. 
And then he also yeah. is the same thing over LGBTQ topics that they're, uh, it's called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Any acknowledgement of or, or any teaching of LGBTQ issues is uh, can also, you can sue whoever, and it's just like this mass. It's a, these vigilante laws, uh, it, we're starting to see it. I think that's really ambiguous. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, people are uncomfortable for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. And I don't think we need to legislate making people comfortable. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, if that's the case, I really, really want to sue the airlines okay. and, the, and the public transit systems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I'm not comfortable on the airplane. I'm 6'3", <laughs> 250, yeah. and I'm, I'm never, ever comfortable. And if I want to be comfortable, I have to pay an exorbitant amount of money. How's that fair? Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. It's discrimination, folks. It's discrimination. Well, we need to introduce that bill into, into the Kentucky law. Uh, yeah. How you can teach history accurately, history of the United States, especially in the South, or just the United States, how you can teach the history of the Civil War, how you can teach the history of how uh, and people don't feel uncomfortable. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, you, you should feel uncomfortable. You should feel uncomfortable with what has happened in our country. Or or any of the wars and any of the wars. Of, Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. World War Two. How do you teach how do you teach actual history yeah. and make people feel comfortable through all that? Right. Now, am I proud of the United States? The United States in history has done some things we should ap- how do you teach the history of World War Two? How do you teach the history of of sending a man to the moon? And don't feel proud of our country. We should absolutely feel proud of our country for many things that our country has done and taken the lead on, and we have been awesome. And not everything is wonderful. Yeah. And so we should feel terrible about some things and proud about other things. Right. History should move us. They're stories of yeah. our past and who right. we are. True. You know, the thing with, with California, with Texas, um, they just if, if Texas wants to ban abortions, they just need to do it directly. Yeah. And instead of opening this weird lawsuit clause, the same with California. If they want to get rid of assault weapons, get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, ban them. Uh, get rid of the sale of them. Right. Uh, yeah. Confiscate them. Whatever. They, I mean, they can do that. Right. right? But to allow, uh, if you're, if you're, they're allowed to make them. Yep. And then someone can sue them for making it. Then it's it's directly contradictory to their own law. Well, and say in Texas, you're allowed to have an abortion. You just get sued if you do. Not, yeah, you're so, allowed to give an abortion, right? Right, you're, you're, you're allowed to... But you'll to, just be sued by whomever if by, you do it. By tons of people. That's crazy. Just yeah. come out and say this is what we want and what we don't want and, the problem and legislate is, that. Yeah, the problem is that the Second Amendment says the people have the right to bear arms. That's in the Constitution. And the uh, also, Roe v. Wade has established that, that women have a right to an abortion. And so, those are the, and so this is a way to kind of get around that. It's a loophole. It's a loophole. I think it's ridiculous. It's, I think it's dangerous. I think it's dreadful. Um, These vigilante laws are encouraging people to be suspicious of each other. It is heightening the culture wars because, uh, wait a second, that person has an assault rifle. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, I, how do I, how do I, yeah. oh, this person is pregnant and is and is distressed about it. So man, let me follow them and see what they're it's doing. It's taking our already litigious society totally. and pushing it over the edge. Totally. Um, you know, even with the Second Amendment, a state, if, if that state is has a majority, they can still ban certain weapons. They can't get rid of all weapons, 
that that's happened in our past uh, federally. There have been federal mandates to ban assault weapons, and then they've been released, and then they've been banned, and then sure. they've been released. Exactly. And and so California can do that. Sure. But this law is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The vigilante laws. Um, the idea that uh, well, in Florida, the idea that someone would. Um, I listened to an interview with um, a kindergarten teacher, a man who is a kindergarten teacher, uh, who is gay and married to, of course, his husband. And he was saying, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do because kindergartners like to hear that they, they ask tons of questions. They don't yes. have no filters, no filters. And uh-huh. so even he said, even if I never bring it up, the kids are going to ask me, what did you do on summer vacation? What did you have for lunch? What are you going to do for Christmas? Uh, do you have any children? Are you married? Are you? And like, okay, so I got to, and I've got a picture up of me and my husband, he says, uh, in the classroom. I guess I could take that down. But sure, I'm going to, if I mentioned, okay, what about if I have car trouble and my husband comes to pick me up? Who is that? What am I going to say, a friend? No, this is my husband. And all of a sudden, boom, the entire state can sue me. Yeah, the entire state part is... Uh, I mean, if I agree that we should not be indoctrinating our kids with LGBT, uh, gender dysphoria. I think we're abusing our kids with some of what's going on. I hear that. Um, I hear that. When they're formative, absolutely, we, they need they need roles to play. They, you know, I, we need to to think about God's design. Absolutely. In the formative, I'm. But but this this kind of uh, open society. Uh, for anyone to sue in yep. multiple lawsuits over the same yep. offense. Yep. 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 Um, yep. Th- how is that not double jeopardy? How is it not, you know, because they, they just throw it into the civil court system. It's completely the it, civil courts. Yep. It's just a mess. It's yep. just, it's going to be horrible if, if this continues. Because mm-hmm. then, then it's really just, uh, uh, we will manipulate and control society with the leverage of of any individual yep. That's right. suing in civil. So you can have... A thousand lawsuits over the same offense. Yep, totally. That's exactly what's going to happen. That, that's ridiculous. And then once you get to a thousand, it's going to be way more than that because I'm just going to check the website to see who can I sue. Right. right? Th- I'm going to sue. You know, this is foolish. Let, let me just add my name to that because I want my ten thousand dollar check. Yeah, it's endless. And yep. and and what what people the next thing is there's going to be some legislation that says if you get sued by a certain number of people, you can file some sort of bankruptcy. Yep code that you know yep. prevents you from being completely uh you know dismantled by this mistake or yep. it, it's just like on and on with excessive legislation excessive government excessive lit- litigation it's ridiculous it's uh, this country I, i'm telling you man uh, <laughs> i know i'm sound like an old <laughs> an old fart yeah but, you know, but man i mean yeah where, okay, so where now- are we headed now the two florida laws the one that is banning people to feel uncomfortable about race and the one that's uh, that says you can't um, uh, have any instruction or education on LGBTQ issues uh, for younger uh, students, they um, they're both going to be struck down if they're passed and they may be passed already. I don't follow that stuff real closely, but yeah. they're going to be struck down by the courts real quick because there's no basis. You can't when the criteria is a person's internal feelings, that's not something that can be proved or disproved. And so when you get to the court, and so you got one side and the other side, one's trying to prove that the person feels this way, the other side tries to disprove it, and it's 
it's meaningless. Okay, right. so it's meaningless. And then instruction. What is it, what is proper instruction? When somebody says uh, the the man over there that's here to pick me up because I had car trouble is my husband, right? Is that Instruction. instruction. Is that part of is the it curriculum? Cl- it, yes, it is. No, it's not. It's there's no. Okay, so uh-huh. both of those are going to be struck down on on just being so vague. Now, my understanding is that the legislators who put them through, they absolutely knew that these laws are going to be struck down. The people who are debating this, they recognize these are meaningless laws. They are passing laws that they know have no effect and will never have effect. And the reason is because they're trying to play to their base. They're trying to say. I fought for you. Yeah, reelect me. Reelect me. Look at how I'm fighting for you. Look at how I'm fighting for you. Reelect me. But they know that it it's mean what they're what's actually happening is meaningless. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, and that might be exaggerated, but I hear you. Yeah. I wonder if there's uh if it's more than that, but um obviously a lot of people feel similarly to me that that the indoctrination of their children um, and gender dysphoria that's being forced and and hey maybe it's not that you have a, an attention problem maybe it's that you're gay sure um, you know that kind of uh, yep. stuff is yep, yep, yep. is that's is horrible. crazy horrible right? and um, the political uh, polarizing climate I can see where. Uh, Maybe, maybe they they don't think they're useless, although they'll probably be defeated. But maybe it's 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 not just playing to their base, but it's making a point. It is making and, a point. And maybe it's some as long as this, these laws are continuing, maybe it's like a, a, a in their mind a progress. Um, and when they start dialing back these laws, maybe some p- parts of it will remain, or some sentiment will remain. Hard to say. Yeah, it may. It, it's it's moving. Uh, let's see. I say it's meaningless. It's meaningless in the legal sense. It's not going to have yeah. be enforceable. But is it changing things? It is. I think both for good and for bad. Because I'm with you. I do not want. Um, I don't want kindergartners to be, uh, you, you know, to confront um, sexuality and to th- no. Th- on the other hand, right. That's not happening. Um, I, I don't see anywhere that that's we have. So they're in Florida. I, I heard this interview with this gay um, kindergarten teacher. But if he's bringing that into the classroom, that's already not. I mean, not. He's obviously bringing himself, and he has. He comes right. from a background, or whatever. But if he's like teaching about sexuality, he's going to be fired immediately now. Anyway, he's not doing that. That's not appropriate. It's not, and that's not happening. And so, this is a law that's banning something that's not happening, and it may happen in the future, but it's not happening now. And so, to put it up and say, you know, look at look for this. Uh, it it is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not good. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you do you agree with the Supreme Court's decision to allow homosexual marriage? Yes, I do. Okay, tell me why. I, but I, I had a nice long pause there <laughs> <laughs> because I I agree, but it, it also makes me uncomfortable. I uh-huh. wish I didn't agree. Okay. In one sense. Here's what I mean. All right. Uh, homosexual marriage. Uh, I think that there's a big difference between um, marriage in terms of the state and marriage in terms of the church. And in other countries, uh, those things are completely divorced. But in the, in the United States, they are often t- 
tied together. There is mm-hmm. a, there are distinctions, but when I marry people, when you marry people as ministers, then it's both in the same act. Right. And, um, and so marriage in our country, uh, gives people a status that I would like for, uh, homosexual couples to have. So for example, someone who's married then automatically becomes the heir of the other person if they die. Mm-hmm. They have access to medical records and being able to visit people in the hospital when they are sick and dying. Um, they and, and there's many things like that that homosexual couples who are together, um, I think, should benefit from those advantages. However, the reason I'm hesitant on it is I don't think that that's God's design, and I, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, would never marry or endorse uh, a marriage as good in God's eyes between two men or two women. And so there's a sense in which morally it is wrong, it is evil, and uh, for folks, for people who are not Christians, this is not a Christian nation, right? We've talked some about that in the mm-hmm. past. Um, or at, at the very least, we aren't enforcing Christianity, and I don't think Christianity can be or should be enforced by the state, in which case we got people who are not Christians, and I don't really feel the need to hold them to a Christian standard. Uh, I wish that that I wish those people would come to a better faith in Jesus Christ. That's the main thing that I want. But until that happens, do I want to uh, I want to help partners who have been committed to each other and love each other and uh, to, and have stability that way to be able to interact with each other in a way that is healthful for them. And I think marriage allows that, and I wish they weren't married. <laughs> right? It's a concession to help people in our society to flourish. And I think it does encourage flourishing, but at a much diminished kind of flourishing, but better than it would be otherwise. Hmm. Does that make sense? I'm trying to thread a needle here because, uh, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. I, yeah, I understand your position. I don't agree with it, but okay. I understand it. Okay. Um, I, I think that we have to um, advocate for what we see in biblical morality. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not... Uh, not specific case law of Israel, that's a different context. Sure, sure, sure. Not ceremonial law or religious law. Sure. Um, and, uh, but, but the civil laws, I think, should, as far as it's up to us, yep. and, and to some degree it is up to us yes. as a, a democracy. Yes. We want to... Um, so, okay, so if there's something civilly unfair about uh-huh. marriage... Yes. That uh, so in the past, um, you know, we, there were advantages to being married. Correct. I'm not so much concerned about homosexual couples as maybe single people. Okay. Um, uh-huh. I don't think that they should be disadvantaged for being single. I agree. But I do think that marriage and family is the backbone of society. I agree completely. And that that our government should fully support and sanction and and 
protect and try to promote marriage yes. as the backbone of our society. Yes. That we want kids being raised in a family with a husband and a wife, a yes. ma- uh, you know, yes. a father and mother. That is ideal. Yeah, we want that. And we want to, uh, and so society and government should be fostering that as best as possible. I agree completely. Uh, likewise, I don't think that a child should be raised by two dads. Um, now, I know society disagrees with me largely, when the majority apparently disagrees with me, but but maybe maybe 51%. Um, okay, and the forty nine would 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 agree with me that yeah. that we uh, we should not be doing the same to flourish homosexuality in civil unions. Now, what policy ought to be written to flourish marriage? Uh-huh. I don't think should disadvantage the single person. Sure, um, I'm I'm less concerned about disadvantaging the homosexual couple. Um, and maybe society ought to have, maybe there should be something that, that uh, makes that more difficult if we're trying to follow God's design. Um, I hear you in that I don't want to legislate Christianity, but there is no other way to legislate morality without choosing the morality. Okay. Yes. So let me, let yeah. me come back on that a little bit. I think your, your, example, of, uh, your example here is really helpful. When you think about, you said that you don't think that two dads, mm-hmm. um, homosexual couple, uh, should be raising children. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say for sure, clear, 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 that is not the ideal. Right. That is not the ideal. And we have right now a massive number of children that need to be adopted, that are ready to be adopted, and are in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. And those kids, I know, are going to be better off in a forever family with two dads than to grow up in the foster care system, graduate from that, and have no family for the rest of their lives. Uh, now, that now two dads or two moms, I've known, um, uh, my wife and I have a, a lesbian couple friend, friends um, who have adopted and... They're great parents. Mm-hmm. They're great parents. They've mm-hmm. got a, uh, they've got a good relationship uh, with each other, and they've been together for a long, long time. They're married, and they adopted this uh, little boy. He is doing great, and yeah. he would be doing much worse. Okay, so now is that the ideal? No. Is that what I want? Uh, is, is that the the you know the no? Definitely not. However, I definitely want. Right. What you just told me though is that what needs to happen is. A, a reform of the foster care system. That the foster care system is so broken that you're saying this is a better option. Well, we should fix that then. Okay, absolutely we should. Um, I would love for everything to be made ideal. <laughs> right. Right? Well, you're I, saying, hear you. I hear you. You're saying should, should, should. And if you're, if, when you say should, you're talking about the ideal. And I, you and I agree on the ideal. In such a broken society as we have, is there... Um, is there a way to say, okay, this is not ideal? So let me, let me put it this way. If, um, so uh, these two women that we know that are friends of ours, or I, I, could, I don't have to be friends. Let's, let's make it two uh, generic people who fall in love with each other. They're both women or both men, you know, homosexual uh-huh. couple. Uh, that is clearly not ideal. And the, we've talked a lot about the morality of homosexual sex. And okay, so let's say that, let's, let's set that aside for now. 
a relationship of people who uh, depend on each other, love each other, mm-hmm. are committed to each other through thick and thin, is that valuable? And I say it is. I think it is. Now, it is uh, not the ideal because they are, there, there's a, I could talk for a long time about they, they do not, Im- the, the diversity and unity of the Trinity, they are not imaging because they are uh, same, same instead mm-hmm. of different, right? right. And uh, that's where they, there's. Marriage is the celebration of diversity. Correct. Diversity yeah. and unity together. Right. And this is not that. However, is it good for society? Uh, apart from the sexuality of it, is it good for society for two people to be committed to each other, to learn from each other, to grow together? It is. That is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. I, yeah, I don't think it needs to be labeled as marriage. Okay, that um, I can, that I, I, I'm willing to be very flexible yeah, on that. And I would, and I think if, if my first step would be um, if, if it's really like a, a civil um, disadvantage, a civil for people okay. to um, that marriage benefits uh, provide you know a couple with something that that a single person doesn't have that, yep. and then I'd say then let's roll back the benefits given to the married couple or let's treat as far as the state is concerned everyone as an individual yep um, I I don't like it in that it's it's not supporting marriage and family as the backbone yep. of society then you're taking away those those yeah. advantages I yeah. want I, I like th- that we want to support that in some absolutely. way absolutely but I don't want it to be unfair so there are people who are single and that's legitimate that, totally um, Jesus you know Paul they they verify that that yes. in some ways it's even yes. better yes. that they're single and so I don't want uh, necessarily to be societal disadvantages right to that right but um, the comparison of uh, a child being raised by two homosexuals versus a single parent, I'm not sure I'm buying okay. that, that that's better. Okay. Um, and I, it could, oh, versus a single parent? Yeah. Uh, I know single parenthood is hard. It's really hard. And difficult. And I know that, that two... In, in a sense, is better than one. Yes. When you're, but I, but there's other factors involved there. Yeah. There okay, are other. So that that I was thinking that too. What if we set all the other factors aside? And you're right. There are many, many factors. You cannot compare this single parent with those, uh, that you know, right. couple that couple. You can't do that with any particular people and say which is better because there's so many other factors. But if we set all the other factors aside, one parent versus two parents, I think two parents is better. I would agree with that. Okay, okay. But I can't set all the other factors aside. Right. It's over. <laughs> Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I, uh, I think earlier on I was thinking, okay, well, maybe a, maybe if, if that's the case, uh, maybe a civil union for the state. Uh-huh. Um, I I'm, like that idea. I'm terribly uncomfortable with the idea of marriage because that, that is a biblical name, you know, or, or uh, it's, it's, sorry, it's a biblical notion. Right, it's, it, it is, but it is not just biblical. That's the thing: is that marriage, the, marriage, the Bible defines marriage and the ideal of marriage and the telos, the end of marriage, in a unique way. But marriage is something that existed long before the Bible was written, long before you know, and outside the Bible, and it's a legal idea, and so it, it, it's. But it not goes back merely... to our first parents. I oh, mean, sure. It, yeah, it's it's founded by God. It belongs oh, yes. to God. It doesn't belong to us. It belongs to Him. Sure, and yes, he gets that's to true. define it, and he gets to to say, you know, what what it's good for and what it's not. And, I agree. Yeah, uh, he sets the parameters for it, and, uh, and it, it, at the at the very least, it's written on our hearts yeah. and his and you yeah. know our conscience bearing witness, um, which is why it's societally all over the place. Yeah. Um, 
the the deviation from that to a uh, a full on support yeah of homosexuality I think is uh, is inappropriate. Oh yeah, yeah. to say full on support uh, okay. Now, I'm not saying that that's ideal. I, yeah. I want to discourage homosexual sex and homosexual marriage as much as possible, right? Right. It, maybe what we could do is say, I, I hear what you're saying, that marriage it belongs to God. Maybe what we can do, does that mean that, okay, does that mean that marriage belongs to the church rather than the state? Um, that's a good question. So I'm not as uncomfortable with the thought of uh, that being an example of both. Uh, that it yeah, holding, uh, yeah. that crossing that line as yeah. um, th- that it's sanctioned and delivered by the church. It has to be done by the church, yep. but it also provides state benefits okay. or is recognized by the state. Okay. Um, I think it's, like I said, the first step for me, if we had to dial that back, would just be to remove the state benefits of being married okay. and keep it as a church sure. uh, ceremony and done in the church. Sure. Um, so uh, instead of like recognizing something that isn't marriage as marriage, I would rather just have the state not recognize marriage in a, in a, as a benefit. But again, I really do think society is best when we have marriages and families. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. I a think community of families. Is, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's much I better. I want that. I totally want that. For sure. And I think that's of the benefit to the state, of to society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, uh, what about the idea of the state... Um, completely getting out of the marriage game and saying that we'll do civil unions and we'll protect civil unions, but then marriage is something that that religions do. That you know, so you yeah, can, I, I guess Jewish I, people get married and and uh-huh. Muslim people get married. Sure, I guess um, I'm not sure. Uh, the then it really comes down to um, is it that two parents are better than one? Um, in the case of the non-religious. Um, and like I said, that's that's hard for me to discern with all the other factors of, of what does it mean for them to be raised in that culture. Yeah. Um, you know, what does it mean? I mean, th- there, there are just amazing and very stereotypical differences between the way I parent and the way my wife parents. Sure. And my kids are so oh, yeah. greatly benefited yeah. by having both of those genders. Oh, I, I think that the, the, the even... It's okay. I see that from Scripture, but also I see it in... Uh, society, there are right. lots and lots of studies that say that having man, uh, having a mother and a father in the home is the ideal because right. you've got that diversity, right? right? Um, but also, I have seen firsthand, and I've also read the studies, about what happens to children who don't have parents at all. And, yeah. and when we're picking between a homosexual couple adopting somebody and a... Uh, or that kid not having family at all and not having a forever family, uh, yeah, th- to me, it's mm-hmm. there's not much question, which is better. I, I agree with you, except that what I said earlier, that just tells me we need to fix that broken system. Um, I, well, yes. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, if, if every church in our country uh, uh, had one adoption in it right now, mm-hmm. this week, there wouldn't be enough kids to go around. Right. There wouldn't be enough kids to go around. Um, and so the church has not done well with this, even though God's command clearly is to take care of orphans. We have many, many orphans in mm-hmm. our society that need to be adopted. And so that's that. Uh, what this is the passion of my heart, as you know, in lots and lots of ways. And yeah. I've spoken openly about the brokenness of our um, uh, uh, foster care and adoption system. Right. It's really, really horrific. 
yeah. in ways I can't put into words. Yeah. So I agree with you there. Okay, so given this, so yeah, we need to reform it. What about the kid who needs to be adopted uh, this week? Right. And the and the and the homosexual couple who will love that person and raise right. them well. Yeah, I, I know a homosexual couple with kids, and yeah. um, the kids are doing fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is William with the Hopper Podcast. It seems like most of what I see on TV and social media is all hyper-polarized and hyper-polarizing. At the Hopper Podcast, we're trying to listen and learn. We're looking for truth wherever it is, even if it makes us look bad. And if that sounds good to you, join us. Tell others about the Hopper Podcast, and we'll all learn together. Dave, do you know, have you ever heard of Choco Water? Choco Choco water, <laughs> probably not. Coconut water. It's yeah. coconut water. Yeah, I've heard of coconut water. You know, coconut water. Yeah. There's this. Is that a name brand? Choco water. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Okay. Is a particular brand name. Okay. That recently has been going through some trouble. The brand has. Okay. Target recently dropped them, um, and I think Publix brand, uh, the grocery store, dropped them. All right. And they've recently also, in the last year, they've been dropped by Costco, Walgreens, Food Lion, Giant Food, Stop and Shop, and others. Wow. Yeah. They're having, they're having a rough time. And here's the reason. Because uh, th- they harvest their coconuts using monkeys. Wow. Chained up monkeys. Chained monkeys. Chained okay. monkeys yeah. that are trained to go get the coconuts uh-huh. and to throw them down. Right. And that's what they have to do. And so they are enslaved monkeys. Okay. And they are not treated well. They, I mean, they're chained. They're slaves. Right. They're slaves. Um, and apparently there's some rumor that if they try to defend themselves, these monkeys, to uh-huh. get away or whatever, then they, then they take their canine teeth out. Okay. They put them to sleep. And they, so they, that's what they do. And because of the poor treatment of these animals... All of this, this brand has been uh, dropped by lots and lots of retailers. Okay. So. (laughs) Sorry, this is so bizarre. (laughs) It's a bizarre story. Yeah. What do you think about this? Well, obviously monkeys aren't people. They aren't. Um, And so, uh, you know, slavery is kidnapping is abuse is wrong. Yes. Um, Servitude and jobs and under certain um, non-democratic means are not necessarily wrong. Okay. You know, like you're indebted and this, they're going to provide you with housing and food, but you, 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 you do the job of a slave. Right. That's different than slavery. It is. Yes. Um, uh, a monkey is a, is not a human, but it is an animal. It is an animal. And it was, uh, you know, animals have been domesticated unto certain points of service. Yeah. Um, and they are caged and they are, um, they have experiments done on them. And so it it kind of just opens up a whole category of, of how do you, (laughs) this is what I want to talk about. Okay. How do you treat animals or what's the right use of animals? Or can you, can you take uh, a family of monkeys and make them your coconut slaves? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Which this is that is actually pretty funny, I think. Yeah. Uh, to think <laughs> about it. So bizarre. <laughs> yeah. But it does lead into the seriously okay, so let me just say this is all I know about the story. So I have not done any investigation. I don't know how exactly the monkeys are being treated. There is a way, of course, for monkeys to be treated horribly or any animal. Right. We don't want abusive animals. But uh, I wonder, because you're exactly right. What about horse, uh, horses yeah. that are being used for all sorts of work purposes? Farming. What about um, cows that are being used for milking or mm-hmm. for beef? Um, you know, and right. so there's all kinds of, uh, do- there are dogs that do hard jobs right. and, and are trained to work and... Uh, and you're right. They're put in cages and they're locked up, and yeah. you know that sort of thing. And so, yeah, what what is different about monkeys? It, okay, is there something different about monkeys because they more closely resemble humans, <laughs> right? Um, and maybe we um, have a common ancestor. I think you and I may or may not disagree about that, or we have different thoughts about it. I think we do have a a more a fairly recent common ancestor. Um, Okay. Does any of that mean anything in terms, like I, you know, that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, that doesn't mean anything I, to yeah, you. Okay. I, okay. I, okay. I would not say we have a common ancestor or not. I. Uh, I, I know I'm, you've I'm been agnostic about that. Agnostic that's fine. about it. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I. By think... the way, we had a conversation about uh, uh, evolution. When did we have that? Oh, yeah. It was in episode number twenty-six. In episode number twenty-six, we talked about evolution in our in our differing views, which are not that different, but a little bit they are. Anyway, so you're saying yeah. though that that um, uh, because they're primates and they look more like people, I don't think makes them okay. So more they're like animals people. or animals? Uh, well, uh, hmm. mm. yeah, that's a fair question. So uh, uh, there are animals that seem to have greater intelligence. Okay, um, dolphins, elephants, yes, pigs, even yes, um, and, and monkeys. And monkeys. Would you put monkeys in that category? Yeah, they're they're coming up on the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yet, there's an infinite gap between the animal kingdom and man. I, I agree um, with you completely yeah. because of the imago dei, the image of yeah. God. Yeah, uh, you know, an elephant is smart, but he hasn't he hasn't programmed a, a computer. Um, you know, this world's different. Okay, now I got to be careful about that. Let's be careful about he that. He has be- no opposable thumbs. <laughs> How can he program a computer? So you say opposable thumbs, or you say yeah. intelligence. I want to get rid of all of that, uh-huh. and I want to say image of God, because uh, there have been many, many times. To- well, humans are unique because they use language. Oh wait, no, we see, we see now. We uh-huh. see uh, many animals are using language. Humans are unique because they are using tools. Tools. Oh right, wait, right. no, no, now a lot. Crows right. use tools and other yeah. things. Monkeys use tools. Monkeys use tools. Uh, humans are unique because uh, they're they can they're self-aware and can recognize themselves in the mirror or self-reflective or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh no, wait, dolphins do the same thing now. Uh, evidence shows. So when you start to say, "Oh, he hasn't done a, done the computer," th- this is well, he hasn't done a computer yet, um, and you know that's not going to happen anytime <laughs> well, in the near future. But yeah, when you say this, that's not going to happen, and when you say near future, I mean we're t- <laughs> we're talking about a long time away. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, but I don't want to measure it by our intelligence. I don't want to measure it by right. our. No, I'm with you. Uh, it's, the image it's of the God. Image of God. But the image of God means something. And it and part of what it means and our in our um the Westminster defines this, that our constitution defines this. Yeah. You know, that that uh it has to do with knowledge of God and, and culpability. Our and, church constitution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, not not the, the United States <laughs> our constitution. constitution. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to be really want to yeah. clarify this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um 
the Westminster Confession of Faith is part of our church constitution. Not everyone's church has that as their constitution. No, but it's a wonderful but, statement of faith. Yeah, yeah. So in there, it starts to define some of the, the what it means to be an image bearer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't want to leave that just as some abstract. We we have ideas into that, right? Yes. Um, and part of that has to do with our our facilities. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So. Infinite difference between animals and humans. Yeah. Okay. Even though, would you would you say that we are an animal, but the animal that's made in the image of God, the animal with inestimable value? Would you say that? I. I'm comfortable saying that. I that we are animals. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I particularly care. Okay. I know science puts us in the animal kingdom, and sure. for good reason. Yeah. Um. But we are quite different in that we are the image bearer. Yeah. And uh. And yeah. That's fine. Well, yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. It's okay. a, it's a it's a semantic thing. Like it might get stick in someone's craw for some reason, and I, I wouldn't want to die on that hill for you know. Well, and, and fighting so them about for it. this conversation, maybe we can say we can distinguish between animals and humans. Although I I recognize that in some sense humans are animals, but right. we can distinguish between those things. Okay. So big difference between humans and animals. So yeah, there's a bug. Uh, do you know about those bugs? Stink bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Those are uh, Asian. Japanese stink bugs, and they are. I've. I, they have. Inv- they're an invasive species. Just over the last, uh, like ten years or something in the United States. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that? I have seen them for at least ten years. Yeah, um, and they were all over a, a rental property that I had, all over it. And I learned not to smash them uh-huh. because they stink. That's therefore a stink bug, and it attracts more of them. Um, you, uh, you can throw them in the toilet and flush them yep. or, um, yeah, there are various other ways to, uh, to, to, for them to meet their demise. Um, yes. I don't like them. They're really tough. Yes, they they're, are. They're durable little bugs. Uh-huh. They, I don't think they serve any purpose that we need. Nope. They're an invasive species and they, um, they, uh, inside they're only looking to hibernate through the winter and they get in little tiny cracks or whatever uh-huh. in the house and they come in. They're not eating anything in the house unless you've got like open fruit. They're not reproducing in the house. They come in and then when the weather gets warm, that's when they all wake up mm-hmm. and they all you know, start to congregate. Congregate, And that's so now the weather's warm and I'm seeing them everywhere. They go to the stink bug bar. Oh, man. No, what get they're trying their groove to, on. They're trying to get out of the house. They don't know how to get uh-huh. out. How do we um, get out of how here? How do we get out and find our fruit? Our ladies. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, sorry, I got bugs all over my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, so animals. Animals. Humans, their use of animals continue. Yes. Well, no, I'm, I'm, it's just an interesting thing. Okay, so what about, um, so we got um, animals that serve purposes for working for humans. Right. And now monkeys um, are doing this work with coconuts, uh-huh. and I don't I don't have a problem with that per se, although maybe that they're maybe they're abusing. Okay, so what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I have a strong opinion about it. I mean, the chain part. I guess you have to keep them chained or leashed. You leash a dog, or you chain certain animals. Exactly. I, I, yeah, you chain yeah, a dog. I, um, and they're they're doing something productive, and they're probably being fed, which is probably an animal's biggest concern in uh-huh. the wild is shelter, food, you know, basic necessities. Yep. I'm sure they're providing all that. Yeah. So he he's climbing Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and he <laughs> he now has purpose. So 
<laughs> Maybe it's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Why is PETA so upset? <laughs> <laughs> there could be a way of doing it that would be terribly inappropriate. And maybe sure. that's what's happening. But the fact that the monkeys are... Well, I don't like using the word enslaved. And that's what all... Right. I've read a few different short articles about this. And they uh-huh. all talk about monkey slaves. If that's the case, then we should say dog slaves, horse yeah. slaves, cow slaves. Instead of service dog, it's a slave dog. Right, yeah. exactly. Wait a second. That's, yeah. we, slavery is used for people, right. not for animals. That doesn't mean that, that you know, we, we can abuse animals and we should not do that. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what's happening here. I hope not. Yeah, I, I think one of the places where this comes clearer to me is um, like the orcas at SeaWorld. Okay. Where they are, uh, their basic needs are met, except they are an open ocean animal. Correct. And now they're being confined in Correct. a place that Correct. Correct. is probably really psychologically, they're, they're a smart animal too. Yes, yes, yes. Um, very psychologically damaging. Yeah. And, you know, the whole dorsal fin, fin flop yeah. over, we, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and whatever that means. Is this a free willy joke? <laughs> It's coming. Yeah. I think we've already made some on the, the <laughs> hopper. Um, but uh, no, you're right. We need to free the stink bug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, I feel like that should not happen. We should not just bring yes. them into an aquarium for our amusement. I agree. They should be out in the ocean doing their thing. And so, I, pardon me, when you first started reading, I was like, oh, this is. This is pretty mean. Yeah. But then I, I you know, immediately started thinking about horses and dogs and other animals yeah. that, that that maybe maybe said a horse and a dog, uh, they have better interactions with humans. Dogs love to serve humans yes. and to, yes. you know, have a master. And maybe that's part of it. Yeah. And horses, I think, are similar. Cows are docile um, for the, the most part. And the monkey's like, get this chain off me, man. Well, if that's what's going on, then then that might be some. That is definitely something to take into consideration. Although horses can be trained, you know, when you mm-hmm. break a horse, they resist it strongly at first. But then we're yeah. like, okay, you know what? Sorry, I'm going to put this saddle on you, yeah, and I'm going to ride you, right? And so they, and so maybe the monkeys need something needs to happen there. It's you know, we need to, it's right. not an open and shut case, and I don't know that much about monkey training. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know a little bit about it. Do you from doing the hopper? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you've got me trained well or not. <laughs> work in progress. A work in progress. Yeah. Okay, so always resisting. Yeah. Uh, I still have my canine teeth. Um, yeah. Well, I'll file them down when you're sleeping. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for biting me the other day, by the way. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't have a lot of sympathy in my heart for monkeys. Okay. Have you ever been around a monkey? I mean, they can Some. be really nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost, to bring up your, your point about a common ancestor, uh, if you want to go that direction, okay. it's like, take the worst of humanity yeah. and turn it in a step deeper into into the animal kingdom. Right. Voila. Yeah. Monkey. Monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Masturbating, sexual exploits, spitting, biting, yeah. stealing, you know, angry, selfish, whatever. Yeah. There are many different kinds of monkeys of different sizes and different whatever. Uh, and so, I, you know, maybe some monkeys are more uh, amenable to this. Yeah. Uh, one of my uh, uh, pet peeves uh, is the, uh, people who confuse monkeys and apes. 
uh-huh. monkeys and apes are not the right, same. Right, right. And so I, yeah, when somebody at the zoo, I, I've learned not to, but it took me a while. It took me years of going to the zoo and going to see chimpanzees. And somebody says, "Oh, look at the monkeys!" And I said, "There ain't no monkeys here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ape house. This is those are chimpanzees. <laughs> They're apes." Yeah, um, um, I have a similar story. Okay. I took my daughter to the. Uh, lake near our house so okay. she could use her kayak yeah. and i was sitting in my truck working on a sermon yeah and um some guy came by this is at a park that has a bunch of ducks and yeah. geese yeah, yeah, all yeah. the waterfowl uh-huh. and uh he's got a kid in a stroller and uh-huh. he says look at all these chickens <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> that are floating in the lake <laughs> yeah look at all these chickens and i just uh, you know uh, the yeast of the Pharisees took over. I shook my head, felt superior. Uh-huh. You know, like, who calls ducks and geese chickens? I mean, that's, you know, I'm not a, much of a farm person yeah. myself, or really at all, but oh my goodness. You're that's, unfit to be a parent. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would feel more superior with that than, than the, the monkeys. The monkey ape thing, The right? monkey ape thing is yeah. different, but it, yeah, anyway. So I don't know which what kind of monkeys these are, and I would imagine that some monkeys are more amenable to uh, servitude, if I right. could put it that way, than others. Uh-huh. Um, but I think your point that uh, we should treat like like the uh, orca whales that that there's something not right about that yeah. is really important. Um, I think that that part of what God wants us to do, our mandate from the Garden of Eden, to cultivate the world and to have dominion over it, to turn this garden into to subdue the world is to is to discover how god created things and then to help to uh encourage the flourishing of the of each thing and there's not just animals here it's he's talking about plants and uh-huh. and even it um um uh, not alive things like rivers and and oceans and that sort of thing but um but but to Look to discover the design that God has for each thing, and then to help that to come out and flourish. And certainly for orca whales, being trapped in a zoo is that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. And it, uh, although I have been to see the uh, exhibits there in uh-huh. SeaWorld, and yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I I had a right. great time. Uh, I understand the appeal for sure. Right, for sure. Right. I've been to one of those shows as well a long time ago, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, yeah, then as as time's gone by, and I've heard about the the, uh, the these animals are having a hard time psychologically. Yeah, and they and they act out, and people have died. Yes, um, and the whales have not done well. And yes. you know, and typically a, a large shark, a great white shark, will not live in captivity. Mm. It just mm. dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tells us something. Yeah. Well, and even stuff that doesn't die, that's depressed, or even if yeah. if that's not the case, we need to discover like what. Uh, I forget the fellow's name, the the farmer in Virginia, the Christian farmer in Virginia, um, that also lectures and speaks widely. Do you know who yeah, I'm talking the, about? The poly faces. Salatin. Salatin. Joel, Joel Salatin. Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Joel Salatin. I remember hearing him him speak. Um, I've heard him speak a couple times, and he talks about how. Uh, a farmer needs to take into consideration the carrotness of the carrot. Yeah, to grow the, the nature of things, the, the design of, things, of them. Yeah, and yeah. how they're designed, the, the turkiness of right. the turkeys. Let, and, let chickens be chickens and let, pigs be pigs. Exactly. And do what pigs do. and Yeah, that's right. Let them fully express yeah. what they are and who they are. And you, as the image bearer, you with the knowledge, uh, you direct that 
to the best efficiency of farming. Yes. Instead of forcing them into some some lot and right. feeding them something they you, you don't usually eat. Exactly. And yeah, change altering their life uh, in the way that they they typically behave. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. On the other hand, uh, it's not that we just let creation go and just do whatever it wants to because that uh, doesn't allow right. for the the ordering for the ordering of things the dominion totally and so that's why I think you, you got horses you know if they just go wild there's something wonderful about wild horses but there's also something pretty amazing about breaking a horse and having the horse communicate with a human and develop a relationship with a human and have you know this kind of together working the same thing with a dog um, you know as they're working together I've seen just amazingly wonderful uh, dogs and humans connected, whether they're police dogs, search and rescue, you know, these different dogs that do different things. And they and the dogs, I think, this is part of what it means to be a dog. Like, they're fully alive in a way that just a, a right. free dog could never be fully right. alive. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I, that's what I would want. That, those are the kind of questions I would want to ask yeah. when it comes to monkey slaves. Coconut monkeys. Coconut monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, sometimes a chain. Hey, you, you disobedient brat, get up that tree and get the coconuts. <laughs> yeah, or you don't get your treats tonight. Right, you're just being obstinate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, and and <laughs> dogs have to be trained, and horses have to uh-huh. be trained. So just because there's a chain, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad. Right, and just because they resist it doesn't mean that it's necessarily right. bad. Or there's a task for them to do other right. than just you know play in the trees. Right, like, right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's good that that. Uh, all these companies dropped them, but I thought it would be, it's an interesting discussion. And also like the idea, would you like to have a monkey slave? <laughs> I think I've expressed my interest in monkeys already. I, you have. I think they're nasty. I, uh, th- there's something appealing to watching them at the zoo. I like to, you sure. know, to, to, to visit the ape house and the monkey house. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, the, the, the part where they're in a diaper and. Oh yeah. yeah forget okay. that man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you've had a puppy like chew up a furniture leg, right? I mean, you, you want to, you know, you want to flip out. Yeah, sure, sure, it's sure. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? We got a dog. We named her Greta. Uh-huh. I came home from work. She had chewed up a furniture leg, and I started calling her Regretta. Regretta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now imagine a monkey running around the house. Yeah. In pampers. Oh man. You know, like eating out of the pantry, or you know. I, yeah, I, I just know. No, the no. monkeys throw feces. You know, I mean, <laughs> why would you want that in your house? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, for no sure. No monkey slaves for me, man. No monkey slaves for no. you. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe in the new heavens, the new earth, the monkeys will do what we ask them to do. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> that'll be a different story. Or maybe not. I don't know. I, I mean, know. I, yeah, I could. It can only go downhill from here. I've I've seen monkeys doing things in zoos. You know, in front of my kids, where I was like, hey. <laughs> Take that somewhere else, mister. <laughs> and the kids are like, Daddy, what's that monkey doing? Let's come over here, kids, right now. Let's go over here right now. Look at this yeah. fence pole over yeah. here. Isn't this nice? Let's look at this monkey. <laughs> this is a nicer monkey. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no. Oh, no stop no. it. This way now. <laughs> Let's find another monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't we looking at the tigers and the lions? I don't know. Yeah. Well, they're kind of boring too, right? They're I've just, seen tigers uh, playing. Yeah. Yeah. They almost look like they're having fun. They the, do. The, yeah. the pools and yes. You know, you feel less bad. You go to the the ape house and you see the the gorilla sitting there, and he has lost his soul. Yeah, totally. I mean, he's just like staring. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. 
it's depressing. Well, that can happen to tigers as well. Um, yeah. My sister-in-law worked at a tiger rescue place for quite a while, uh, and we lived close by. And so we would go and visit. Uh, they got very few visitors. Um, they would have like one tour group come through every, each day uh-huh. uh, at a certain time. And so the tigers weren't used to people. It was a rescue, you know, they, it, mostly elderly tigers. Um, and they had lots of room to play, and it was not at all set up for visitors. It was set up for the tigers. And so when people would come, boy, they were super excited yeah. anytime somebody came around because it was unusual. Right. And so they were very, very interactive, and uh, it was not, like I said, not meant for visitors or for you know for the average person. Right. So you could go right up to the cages, like be right next to them, and you could talk to the. They do a little chuffle, and you can chuffle back, and it's kind of uh-huh. a communication that they use. And boy, it was a lot of fun. We used to go there. Yeah. We went there a few times. I've been to a place. Similar to that, it is. Uh, I don't want to give the name of it, but it's it's um, it's a rescue. It has yeah. large cats, yeah. lions, tigers, yeah. Uh, you know, mountain lions. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we went during feeding time. Okay, yeah. Uh huh. Which was exciting. Sure. And the guy would throw the food down, and the and the tiger or lion would go to yeah. work, and uh-huh. then he would act like he was going to take it away from him. Oh. And they would growl very yeah. intensely at him, uh-huh. and he'd back up, you know. And, okay. And, he, and um, he did that over and over again for the wherever cage they went to. And, yeah. of course, that was uh, pretty thrilling. But I, I realized he, he's standing in the cage with them. Um, oh, my. There's, there's two chain link fences separating you from these animals, right? Yeah. Or one's, one's more like a wire fence, and then there's a chain link fence. Okay. And he goes into the chain link enclosure with the food, you know. Oh, so my goodness. he's opening and closing a door. Yeah. So at that point, there's only the wire fence separating you from these animals. Yeah. And uh, so far, I don't think there's been any incident, but when we left... I was uh, I told someone like man this is this is the kind of place you're going to see on the news one day yeah boy <laughs> and that's know? terrible no this was the place that I went to was much much better uh, I think that their policy was that no person would ever be in a cage with an animal who's alert mm-hmm. never 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 yeah and so they would so sometimes they needed medical care and so then they would tranquilize the animal from outside and then they would go in and be able to move the animal around but right. um, yeah they would never ever go in there like that yeah I you know having said and that never, I, they would never tease them right I mean it, it was very very respectful very well done and, and, and having said all that I would probably go back <laughs> because <laughs> it was pretty pretty exciting yeah um, maybe I should be packing a piece though I don't know maybe yeah 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 Hmm. They said that the, um, they, the in that animal rescue they had a few kinkajous. Do you know what a kinkajou is? Kinda. Yeah, it's like a really big squirrel, uh, uh-huh. sort of. It's in the rainforest of uh, Central America, and actually, Catherine, and I saw one in uh, on a rainforest tour that we were on in Costa Rica. Yeah. But this this uh, um, big cat, the tiger rescue place, had actually a couple of kinkajous, and. They told us that in their rating system of the most dangerous animals, kinkajous are at the highest. Uh huh. The highest. They're they're tiny little things, but they've yeah. um, they're, they're, they're really cute. They're vicious, but yeah. incredibly vicious. Um, yeah. Did yeah. you? Were they delicious? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't oh, eat didn't, one. You didn't eat them. Okay. No, we didn't eat one. But but there was one. We we saw them in the wild. We we're on this swinging bridge on this bridge between two uh-huh. uh, peaks. And uh, we're at the beginning of it, and this uh, branch was coming out. And as we were walking along the bridge, and the branch was of a big, massive rainforest tree, was mm-hmm. he was running along right with us. 
uh, in the middle of the night. This was after dark. He didn't ask you who's crossing my bridge. He he? did not. Well, he may have. He may have, and we didn't understand it. Right, right. (laughs) Whatever. He let us pass, and so that's okay. Yeah. On to greener pastures. Indeed, indeed. Especially in the rainforest, there's green everywhere. Yeah. Did you see an eyelash viper? I did. That's a cool snake. Yes. Saw a baby eyelash viper. Was it bright yellow? Yes. Very nice. Very small. Um, and it was in the, so we actually, uh, went on a tour of the rainforest there, uh, twice, once in the day and once in the night. And it was totally different. Right. Right. Totally different. And that's the reason. Yeah. And that one, the eyelash viper apparently comes out more at night. Yeah. 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 And so we saw him at night. Our guide had to point us out, you know, point those things out. We had a guy with us. Right. He was like, oh, look, look right here. Look right here. Uh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Do you know about eyelash vipers? Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know what it is. When I was growing up, I had interest in things that were scary. Yeah. Um, sharks, snakes, yeah. bears. Sure. Um, and so I, I had a book that had a bunch of snakes in it, and I just read the daylights out of it. Yeah. And so I, I learned how to identify a lot of snakes. Um, certainly wanted to identify the the poisonous snakes in this country. Yeah. So that I could, you know, I know what what to avoid. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy going into the reptile house. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite parts of any zoo. Are you serious? Yeah. What is wrong with you? I, I just like the snakes. It's te- Catherine and I have been to so many zoos and we we always avoid the reptile house. Yeah, I can see why people are really bored nope, by it. Not, not a bit. Because they just sit there. Um, sometimes they're moving around, but most of the time they're just sitting, just there. sitting there. Or they're well camouflaged or hidden yep. in, in some log. Uh-huh. But there are some pretty good enclosures where they're just they're right there. Uh huh. Oh sure. And um, and then you're seeing a, a specimen that you you normally don't see. Oh sure. And the size of them, or the yeah. um, even th- there's something fascinating about the way a snake looks. It looks mean. It looks evil. Yes, it does. That's right. Um, it looks like it's it's meant for business. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and you can imagine, of course, all of the uh, the literary. Use of that all the way back oh, to sure. the Garden of Eden. Absolutely. Um, that, uh, you know, the image of the serpent of old being yes. a snake yes. and, and yes. Jesus crushing the head of the yes. serpent. Yes. And, and, but enduring its venom. Yes. Uh, you know, to save us. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's all like powerful imagery, biblical it is. imagery. It is. And you look at the face of some of these vipers and stuff and you're just oh, like, yeah. man, they, they look intimidating. Right. Um, I remember seeing a, a water moccasin yeah. in an enclosure yeah. that um, when I came up to the enclosure, it cocked its head to look at me mm. like I, I kind of startled it, which usually doesn't happen when they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're get, they get desensitized yeah, to all that. Yeah, for sure. But it was really a fat snake. You know, the yeah. poison snakes are typically much fatter uh-huh. in the middle. And so it was a big, heavy looking yeah. fat snake yeah. and it... And it um, its face i mean it was just uh there was a jolt yeah. when it when it turned its head like that yeah um i've just always been fascinated by that interesting uh i mean this there there's a little gland in that snake's mouth or in all these poisonous snakes and some of them are so toxic yeah that you get a little bit of that in your bloodstream and you're done you're dead you're dead that's, that's right. crazy that's isn't right. it it's pretty amazing yeah i mean they'll, they'll milk some of these snakes and the, some of the times the venom is like bright uh, yellow. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't sometimes know that. it's clear. Sometimes it's like bright yellow wow. or like some crazy color. Yeah. Almost neon looking. 
And you're, you know, and a lot of those venoms now are being used for medicines, and and it's on the cutting edge of what might become yeah. a, a whole oh, new yeah. realm of medical help. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. I've just always had an interest in them. Um. So, I got two things. My mind is going two different directions. I, let's yeah. let's try and do both of them. The first is the biblical imagery of Jesus of, of Jesus crushing the serpent is interesting because you're right, but the but the snakes are. In the in the scriptures, are not the imagery of snakes is not universally evil, because uh-huh. you also have when uh, in in the wilderness when Moses is leading people through, right. and venomous snakes are killing people. Then we lift up a bronze snake on a on a uh, pole, right. look to that, and find healing. Jesus picks up on that in, in John chapter three and says that he is the snake lifted up in the wilderness, right. And so there's a there's pod there's yeah. the snake is an image not only of Satan and the evil one but also of Jesus the good one. I think, uh, well, maybe I, I'd like to hear if you disagree. But I think what I've taken from that is that yeah. on the cross Jesus is becoming our sin. Uh huh. He is taking our evil. Sure. Um, and these snakes are biting and killing Israelites. Yes. And um, and they they're like like the devil or yes. the or evil or the flesh right that it's yes. our enemies yes and Jesus um, becomes our enemy our sin our flesh yes. on the cross he's lifted up sure and if we look to the cross you know and so uh, I think it's still a negative image in that way um, even though it's it's used positively in that Jesus becomes our sin and frees us from that sin yes well. Yeah. But then also that would be Jesus is in a sense redeeming that image. Are are snakes necessarily bad? Are they a bad? Oh, will, of course not. Will they yeah, be yeah. in the? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you 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 look at some of these these snakes. I'm telling Although you, I don't like yeah, snakes. There is a <laughs> there's a reason I avoid them. <laughs> some of them look really mean. Oh and yeah. really tough. Oh I know. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's another thing. Do you know? So you know some about snakes. Do you know about the western hook-nosed snake? Yes. Yep. Do you know, uh, so that's, um, they're found in like Arizona and Nevada and uh, New Mexico, that kind of area uh-huh. of the world, of our country. It has a little horn on its nose. I think so that's right. Yep. I think that's right. Uh-huh. Do you know what their main defense mechanism is? They're not venomous. They're a play dead snake, right? They roll over and play dead? They do, but there's, but. They also will shake their tail as if they're a rattlesnake. Is that true? I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty sure. I know the hognose snake, which is if yes. is probably very very close uh, relative to that one. Will it'll shake its tail in whatever litter is around, leaf or whatever, yep. and it sounds like you know it's trying to mimic a rattlesnake. Yeah. And when that doesn't work, it will roll over and play dead. Okay. Yeah. So this one might do that. This one, um, though, one of their main defense mechanisms is farting. I haven't heard this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. When they're threatened, they emit rumbling air bubbles, <laughs> just like you. Yeah. From a uh, from an opening at in the rear end. Yeah. An um, opening or the opening? <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. No, the opening. Yeah. Okay. So let's the use opening. the definitive article. Sorry. The, the, yeah. Yeah. The opening at the rear end. Um, it's a special. Uh, sack though that that like like uh, can fill with air that's near the end of uh-huh. that, so it's not uh-huh. technically farting, right? But it is uh, expelling air, expelling some form of 
out of flatulence. the anus. Yes. Uh, this is known as defensive flatulence. Nice. That's the scientific term is defensive <laughs> flatulence. Um, apparently, it's not very, it doesn't last very long. Each, uh-huh. each there's like a puff of flatulence <laughs> yeah. that lasts for about two-tenths of a second. So that's entirely different than your defensive flatulence. Well, in that sense, that's <laughs> definitely the case. Your slingers for like what feels like hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I have apologized about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but but then they do it repetitively, like it's over and over uh-huh. and over and over and over again when they feel threatened. Uh, it's not very noisy, apparently, but it's very high-pitched, and other animals find it super confusing, and so then just walk away. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarro. Yeah. Um, some of them, uh, in scientists, as they have studied this in the lab... Uh, have startled the snake in order to make them uh-huh. fart this way. And the the expulsion of air is so powerful that it lifts them up off the ground. The snake. The snake. The not, snake is lifted up the off the person. Not the person, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you're new here. Come over here. I want you to meet this special snake. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, knock you off your feet. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I. When I was looking at this, I don't think it smells at all. I, it's not yeah, digestive it stuff. Yeah, doesn't sound like it would. Yeah. It's just the sound uh, uh-huh. that is the main thing. But they're able to. Uh, yeah, that is, is weird. Defensive flatulence. There's only two snakes known in the world to do that. That one, and then the Arizona coral snake. And mm. so scientists think that, which is in the, basically the same region, mm-hmm. and so scientists think that, that they um, adapted this way to a common uh, predator uh, that, that, that was, uh, you know, thrown off. Averse to farting. Averse to their snakes farting. Yes. I'm not used to this. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you? Well, it wouldn't be a bird because they don't smell. Well, yes, but if it's just about sound... If if really what they're trying to do is mix sound with yeah. it, then the birds right. might be startled. But you said it didn't smell anyway. Well, that's what I mean. Is, yeah. is that this? They're not. Uh, it doesn't. Right. Well, I don't know if it smells. There's no evidence. Uh, what I'm. I just looked up a couple articles. And... I need to rephrase that. Um, some birds smell really well. Oh yeah. Yeah, vultures, for example. Oh yeah, have yeah, the yeah. Best smell of probably any animal. No kidding. Um, that makes sense. Huge I didn't know that. Olfactory part of their brain but i know like turkey like when i'm when you're hunting yeah you're always worried about deer smelling you yeah but you don't worry about the turkey smelling you is that right no um so that's not one of their strong senses like human humans don't smell well at all yeah compared to animals that really have oh a yeah sniffer. that's true that's true yeah um anyway yeah okay that's weird farting snakes to the Hopper Podcast. You made it to the end of this week's episode. Congratulations. You win a year's supply of prune juice. Mm, to claim your prize, write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time when we'll discuss the proper way to clean your ears. 
Yes. Yeah, there's a lot to say about that. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by the International Prune Association. When you're on fire down under, reach for a delicious prune. Mm. Yummy, yummy. Mm.